0: Coming to you live from the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas and Money 2020, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, Grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. The following introduction was written by a large language model, and I am an artificial intelligence-based voice model. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Make the Media Notice, getting press, appearing on podcasts. In today's competitive landscape, fintechs, startups, and financial institutions all desire the spotlight of media coverage, but the path to securing it often remains shrouded in mystery. The burning question is not just how to get press, but also why you deserve it. Join us for this enlightening session where Louis will unveil battle-tested strategies for securing the in media attention. Learn the crucial steps to rise above the noise floor and make a lasting impact in the world of fintech and finance. Get ready to unlock the secrets of becoming a media standout. OK, I got the lapel. Hello, everybody. Modest crowd. But I saw Bruce Springsteen in a club once in New Jersey. I'm a Springsteen fan. i 24 people there. And it was so uncrowded, like imagine that chair in the first row, but like about four more feet up. And like if I moved my hand one way, he would have stomped on my fingers. What blew me away, and I took away as a life lesson, is that he played for 24 people the same way he would have played for 50,000. He was all in. So I'm making you a promise right now, I'm all in. You're the most important people in the room to me right now, and hopefully I can dispense some things that are useful as you start to ponder the idea of getting exposure for your brand, your company, yourselves, right? So first question, and you can shout it out, whatever. This is just a really quick icebreaker. What's the best piece of swag anybody has uh, gotten at the convention so far? Well, I had a with my engraved with my name. Oh, cool. And how about you? I had a soccer ball for my son. Ah, soccer ball. That might have been standard chartered. Yeah. I love standard chartered. They're like into Liverpool, and I'm a Beatles fan. So, So the point I wanted to make just by answering that quick question, aside from the fact that I want to know where the good swag is so I can get it, is that good swag is memorable. And there's a lot of it out on the floor. There's also some not-so-great swag, which, in my mind, as a longtime media professional and someone who's been in the finance world for a while, makes me think, why would you do that? A, it's not memorable, and B, it's kind of cheap, and it says something about your company. Now that's not what I'm here to talk about, but I'm going to segue into what I mean by that. One of the things that I think is very important, and pardon me a sec while I take these off, I'm going to be more comfortable this way, um, is you have to be as much you as you can. This is me. I don't walk around barefoot all the time in public or whatever, but the stage is comfy. I'm a very informal guy. I'm relaxed, and I'm different. How many people remember the monkeys? Raise your hands real quick. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, right? I see a couple of hands. For those who are not familiar, the Monkees were a TV band in the 1960s that were modeled after the Beatles. And at one point, they had an open call for young men, teenagers, who wanted to be one of the four band members. And it was ridiculous. Hundreds of people showed up, hundreds of them. And one guy who was from Texas, his mom invented liquid paper, so he had you know, really good head on his shoulders. He's getting ready to leave his apartment. And he's like, crap, my hair is a mess. And he sees a hat. It's a wool hat. It's Los Angeles. It's probably like 80 degrees out. And he's like, no, oh, it'll cover up my hair. And he goes there and gives a really good audition. But a lot of other people gave really good auditions, great auditions. At the end of the day, the producers of the show are exhausted. And they're like, what about the guy in the wool hat? It was a five-second decision that Mike Nesmith made with the intent to be different. And it changed his entire life. So what I always try to tell people, and this is tip number one, is wear your Nesmith hat. Now, I don't mean literally go out and buy a hat. You could. I've got my hat on, right? One of the lessons. I learned from that is walking on the convention floor, how many people do you see wearing hats, let alone a big black hat, right? If I tell people to find me on the floor, they find it really easy. Yeah, you're the only guy with a hat on. How does that translate to media? The way it translates is this. There is a huge noise floor, bigger than at any time in history, and guess what, 30 seconds from now, It'll be even bigger and even bigger. So, if we look back even 30 seconds, that's in the past. It grows and it grows and it grows. I think the question a lot of people ask, I ask myself, is how do you break through that? Well, you got to put your Nesmith hat on. And if you are not a crazy person, even if you are a very quiet person and sublime, I am not suggesting to be like me or to be like people who are very demonstrative. In fact, That could be inauthentic. So it's put your Nesmith hat on, but be authentic. You have to figure out a way to be different that really makes you stand out, whether that's you as an individual or your company. Because if you don't do it, you're just telling the same story everyone else is telling in the same way. And someone like me on the other end of the email is gonna hit delete, because I've got 400 emails coming into my box every day. In fact, sometimes it's 600 or more. So you've got to think about that, and you've got to do it. Mommy, Daddy, tell me a story. They read me this story. It's called The Sheep of Lal Bah. It's about a sheep named Ramesh who is in a garden in India, and he eats grass into circles and stars and the mayor of the town decides they need a lawnmower instead. So Ramesh is out of a job, and he's up on the top of the hill crying, and nobody can find him. I must have made my parents read this story to me about 50 times, and when I was old enough to read it, I read it 50 more times. Come on, Lou, get to the point. This is the point. We are all wired for story. Every single one of us At a time when our brains were so plastic in the first five years of our lives that they were going to develop more than for the entire rest of our lives, we grew up on story. And the way our parents captivated us and delighted us and entertained us was with story. And if they didn't have time to take care of us, which sometimes was the case with my parents, they plunked me in front of the TV, cartoons, stories. I am amazed that this simple truth, there are some brilliant people in this room. i bet there are brilliant people in front of me right now. They don't seem to grasp this. I don't hold that against them. A lot of times, it's nobody has explained to them how to do it. So I want to give you an example of how this might work in theory. And I'm going to apologize in advance if I am saying something here that isn't really an example of fintech. Okay. Number one, we've been able to optimize the movement of money through SaaS solutions that rely on a new platform and give satisfaction to enterprises. Number two, Jane was in an emergency and needed to move money from an investment fund to her bank account to pay a mechanic who fetched her car from the side of the road. But liquidating an investment in a real-time scenario Impossible until now. Which one makes you want to keep going and know the story, right? The latter one. And the point is that if we can figure out how to tell our stories, look, I'm speaking as a media guy and I've coached people on this and I live this every day. People are trying to get my attention. The ones that at least on an unconscious level that have figured out that Lou is wired for story have just caught me. I wanna know more. I wanna know who the person was that was smart enough to think about that. And so really considering what your story is, right? I'll bet we've got founders here that not only started their companies in their garage but saved up allowance for a year and when they bought their first computer their parents got mad at them. Or maybe we've got people who we're taking a walk on the beach and dozing off when suddenly the idea of how to correct a pain point was clear as day. I love those stories as a reporter. All of my colleagues love them. That's something that needs to be done. We promised some words on podcasts, right? People in here are so smart, they can connect many different worlds of consumer challenges, how to move money, how to do things in three clicks. I compare it to pain points that are connected into a constellation of harmony, right? Why can't people who want to make a media presence use that same logic when it comes to being on a podcast? It's not just what you say. I'm so happy to be here with all of you today, and it's really an amazing experience at this conference. It's voice tone. It's modulating the voice tone. It's conveying a palpable sense of excitement and passion about what you do. And again, we're all different. Be authentic. If you're a quiet and sublime person, own that. Don't try to be like some celebrity or an actor. I happen to have a background as an entertainer, so lead guitarist in 1980s New Jersey hair band. OK. Look, no more hair left. <laughs> so the idea is that when you get that shot, you get that opportunity, you need to make the most of it. and You need to tell stories, right? Let's connect some of these points. You need to wear your Nesmith hat. And you need to be authentic and you need to convey the enthusiasm. Look, why are you doing this instead of working at a Walmart or being an actuary? Or a lot of times I hear the story that people were lawyers and they wanted something more interesting to do, more challenging. You're in it because you're passionate about it. And at some level, you need to connect that inner passion that you have, that drive, finance, some of the most incredible people I've ever met. People with visions and plans and they've sacrificed so much. You need to connect that kind of drive to being on the air and being a personality because I'll tell you what, I'm not just looking for guests on my show, I'm looking for guests I can bring back. You know, my job is trying to sift out all of the dross from the gold and if you get on my podcast and you're gold before the taping's even over while the mic is still live, I'm going to ask you when can you be back? Yeah, but I can't get on a podcast. I don't know, right? I hear you. That's a challenge. Put your FinTech hat on, right? Pain points, challenges. You know how to address them. Here's one way to address this issue of exposure. It's all about relationships. None of you Built your companies or participate in the companies you work for without being highly interdependent on people around you, absorbing the best they have, integrating their ideas. I really hope and pray that that's part of the milieu you work in. Well, a person who gets to know me, or gets to know someone in my posse, or works internally with people saying, how can we address this problem, that's making forward progress, right? But here's the thing this is not a one hit wonder, right? This is a long game. You all know this, right? Nobody comes up with $55 million in Series A funding like that. You gotta really work it. You gotta have proof of concept, minimally viable product, beating a rough idea into shape so that it's actionable. And then on top of that, figuring out how to apply the data and do everything else to make it come to life. Well, it's the same with this. It's a long game. You've got to figure out how to build those relationships. You introduce yourself to people. That's why we're here, right? to network, to meet people. I'm on LinkedIn. Lou Carlozo, connect with me. I've got 6,000 plus connections, which is not a lot compared to some people. But I'll tell you what, I'm never lacking things to do because really smart people reach out to me, almost always before I can reach out to them. They make me look good, but I'm gonna tell you what, I'm not a rocket scientist. I have not figured this all out. I'm still learning. And the very last point before we open this up for some questions is be positivity. Notice how I didn't say be positive. Be positivity. We love data at this conference. I've heard data, 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 over and over here, right? There's a reason for that because data helps us to verify the things we believe to be true and then helps us to analyze, let's say, customer behavior or patterns. Well, guess what? There's a woman by the name of Dr. Barbara Fredrickson who works out of Duke University and she has studied positivity for decades. She's also obsessed with data. So you think positivity, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, right? She'll tell you, first of all, that sometimes you need to be negative to be positive. It's like the ballast of a ship. If it's all light and airy and happy, there's nothing to hold it in the water. But here's the point. The point is that she calculated a ratio based on hundreds and thousands of test cases of approximately three to one. Very Trinitarian number, right? Really cool that for every three positive thoughts and actions compared to one, your life is going to change. Now, I'm not a motivational speaker, so I'm not going to BS you into something like, you will walk away transformed. It's just that those tasks, those problems you want to solve, those relationships you want to make, if you maintain that ratio of three to one, don't take my word for it. Read her research. Things happen. Okay. with that, we've got about three minutes. So I wanted to see if there was a question or two that we could open up the floor for. Anybody? And if not, don't worry. I could go on talking forever, although I've only got three minutes. Okay. if somebody comes up with a question in the next three minutes, just raise your hand. Otherwise, I want to leave you with this thought. How many people are not here to succeed? Raise your hands. (laughs) That's what I thought. We're all here to succeed. If you want to get media, that's just one part of the big puzzle of running and being involved in your business. Success is not something that is limited to pitching a reporter and getting on the air and having people you know and a few other people pat you on the back. It is something that infuses your entire life. And people who are a lot smarter than I am have talked about the concept of you can connect everything to everything. The one thing I try to do every day, I don't always get to it, is to have an intentional time of gratitude. I'm happy to be in Las Vegas. I'm happy. I'm grateful that I haven't lost any money at the blackjack table. I am grateful that my kids miss me. I'm grateful for the really kick-ass food here. I'm grateful that I've made a bunch of new friends. I'm grateful that I have my health. Oh, Lou sounds so positive. No, positivity, right? This is the point, is that exercising gratitude, I don't ruminate so much on the things that are holding me back. I maintain laser vision about what's good in my life, and how to get to wanting more. And that's very simple, right? Is I'm talking about an X factor here. This is not something that is 110% connected to getting into the media. But if you think about it from that 10,000 foot view, it has everything to do. Think about the person you've met at this conference, and I'm sure all of you have, who radiates positivity who has a humility, that is grateful to be where they are. Do you want to spend more time with that person or less? Think about it. Or would you rather spend more time at somebody's booth getting a sales pitch? I mean, maybe I was off. Maybe we all want that, not to be about the person who radiates positivity. And by the way, some of those grateful people are at the booths. But the key is that like attracts like. Earl Nightingale once said, we become what we think about. When you are grateful, when you be positivity? Bad grammar, right? You set yourself up to be in a position to make the relationships happen, and to come up with the brilliant ideas and inspirations that will allow you to get the kind of media exposure podcast exposure you want. One second left. I nailed it. Thank you so much. Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, Plus, London, Chicago and Austin, Texas.